This episode is brought to you by Novilla Mattresses. When it comes to your mother, you want her sleeping in a comfortable bed. When she's with me, she won't have to worry about that because I sleep on a Novilla mattress. Let me tell you, when your mom is at my place, she is sleeping on a very comfortable mattress and she is going to get you one as well. Meet their Bliss Organic Memory Foam Mattress. Perfect for those who want a cool, dry, undisturbed sleep throughout the night, made with organic bamboo charcoal fiber, excellent motion isolation, cooling gel-infused memory foam that fits all bed frames and is reasonably priced. Perfect for if you want an inexpensive mattress for you, your children, or even for your guest room. It comes in a box delivered right to your door, and you get 100 nights to try it out. Skip that trip to the big box mattress store and get a mattress from Novilla. Throw out that cheap Walmart mattress you got in college and get yourself a mattress made by Novilla. Using promo code SHWEEZY or the link in our description, you can save 10% on any purchase through Novilla directly. Try out the mattress that your mom tried out last night. Again, that's 10% off using promo code SHWEEZY. And a reminder, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. What is up? Welcome to yet another episode of Canceled Sweezy, better known as the Lord's Trademark Favorite Podcast. What is going on? I'm Sweezy, or better known as the Foreplay King, here bringing you another amazing podcast. A podcast like no other, another. A podcast like you never listened to or watched before. Uh, we're bringing you that new shit, that cool shit, that hot stuff, uh, what someone someone would say. Cool stuff, slick stuff, neat stuff. We're bringing that to you today on episode 101. 101, we're, we are now in the triple digit era of Cancel Sweezy. We're in the triple, which is going to be like a few years. If we, if we do one week with some weeks off, uh, it'll definitely, yeah, we're definitely, uh, we're going to be in the uh, triple-digit era. We we were in the single-digit era. We were there. Uh, and then we made it to the double-digit era. And now we're in the triple-digit era of Cancel Sweezy. She's like, it's pretty it's pretty cool to think that. I've been, we've gone 100 years. I've been doing this for two years, which seems like, if, I, it definitely does feel like yesterday. I just started uh, doing this show. Just, you know, just like I just had an idea. I was doing an interview, an interview show and, it was hard to maintain consistency with that. And I was like, I'll just do a weekly show where I just say stupid shit. And uh, next thing you know, it's we're, we're at episode 101, which is like the class, like uh, Kansas Sweezy 101. Uh, how to how to know where pee is stored. And it's in the balls because pee is stored in the balls. That's why it's called the penis. Uh, anyways, though. Welcome to Cancel Sweezy, folks. Uh, the only podcast that saw that sweater Amy Schumer wore on Saturday Night Live when she introduced uh, Steve Lacey uh, to play Bad Habit. Uh, she wore a sweater that said vote. And this is the only podcast that saw that shirt and went out and voted. Um, I've, I've been trying to think of a good joke there. It's like I, every celebrity is like, go vote, go vote, and they'll give you statistics on why you should vote and shit like that. And, you know, like... There, there is some dumb fuck out there. It's like, well, this person that I worship, that I don't know, went out and voted, uh, wants me to vote. So I'm gonna go do that. Uh, I voted in Missouri this uh, this midterm election, and uh, every 
everything I voted for, everything, every topic I voted for was the opposite, minus uh, the legalization of weed. Uh, it was going to be very fun. Uh, soon, uh, we're going we're gonna to try uh, Balls to the Wall, How High Am I Going to Be episode once uh, I can buy weed at dispensaries. I think that once we get there, it's going to be gonna be nothing but a good time how can i resist so that's gonna be a lot of fun uh announcements time uh november 23rd i believe that is a week from when this episode is airing i am playing at rose music hall with jacob gapsh in columbia missouri uh for their wild turkey wednesday it's the day before thanksgiving it's gonna be a lot of fun it's gonna be a fun fucking show uh one i'm gonna be there two jacob's gonna be there and jacob's a lot of fun to hang out with uh and some other guys that they're also in the band i don't know i'm trying to convince everyone to let me in jacob switch spots i'm playing bass and he's the main singer and i'm like i think we switch spots be cool but I don't know. We'll see you there. So you're going to have to fucking go down there. If you're near Columbia uh, at the time, you better go go to that fucking show. It's going to be a lot, a lot of fucking fun. Uh, and it's, it's a great, good venue and shit like that. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Wild Turkey Wednesday, November 23rd, I believe. We start playing at 8, I believe. Uh, so that's going to be a lot of fun. So definitely go check that out. Uh, 8 p.m., November 23rd. It's a great way to avoid your families for a little bit or... Get drunk with your family, because that's more fun, getting drunk with your family. Unless your uh, family isn't that fun to drink with. So, uh, uh, in that case... That's rough, buddy. So, that's our thing. Uh, my cover of Last Christmas, was originally performed by Wham! slash George Michael, uh, part of uh, Never Nude Records, Grandma Got Run Over by a Tour Van, is out now, available now, wherever you stream your music. Uh, it was a day late on Spotify, but it's up now. It's a lot of fun. Uh... I've, oh, this is probably like the first time I've uh, in any release though. Like the distribution side was a headache, uh, but it's it's it, that's over now. It's out. It's on. It's on there. It's not going anywhere. So then go check that out. I know y'all are making your Christmas playlist. You put on some Christmas music. I think Grandma Got Run Over by Tour Band is gonna be a fun album to just uh, pull up, uh, pull up, pull out. You know, uh, over on your stream favorite streaming service, and then just playing that for your parties. It's just. Just a fun pop-punk Christmas. I did Last Christmas uh, by Wham. I think I'll try playing at the end of the episode. Hopefully I don't get a copyright strike. But it's weird if it's a copyright strike because it's my my song. Well, I mean, it's my recording. So that, that'd be very weird. I'm going to see here. I'll play at the end of the episode. But, yeah, definitely go check that out. It's available now, out now, everywhere you get to music. So uh, don't be stingy. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. Make sure you go check that out. I got other music over on Spotify, Apple Music, Title, Deezer, Deez Nuts. <laughs> got him. Uh, so definitely go check us out over there as well. Um, you know, music, it's under Sweezy. Everywhere you listen to music, I got music. Uh, 2023, I'm planning some releases. So definitely go check that out. Make sure you're following there uh, and over on my social media is at the Shweezy. Uh, guess where I usually post all my announcements over there like when I release music, especially on Instagram and Facebook are going to be the two that I mainly do post a lot about. So definitely go check that out. Don't don't miss out on anything like that. Twitch.tv slash the Shweezy. Uh, you can also go and watch me stream video games. Uh, I usually stream on Thursdays around 8 p.m. Central Time, uh, but I'm going to wait for the new Pokemon game to come out. Uh, I'm really ac- I'm really excited for that game to to drop. Uh, I'm gonna be playing Pokemon Violet, and so it's gonna be really cool. I don't know. I'm gonna figure out the streaming schedule because um, 
I need to, because I'm going to be basically out of town all next week, and so I have to figure out the, the podcast, get all that done, and I'm going to figure out, I'm going to stream a little bit of that too. Uh, so uh, Thanksgiving's going to be a fun week. It's going to be a, be a long, I think it's going to be a fun week. I generally want to think it's a fun week, so definitely that's going to be a lot of fun, so go check that out. If you have an Amazon Prime account, connect it to your uh, Twitch account. Uh, you basically get a Twitch Prime. Uh, following anyone over on Twitch is free. However, though, uh, getting a subscribe usually get, usually, t- do, blah, 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 usually costs around $5 a month, but with uh, an Amazon Prime subscription, uh, you basically get one free subscribe. That's a $5 deal. $5 you're taking away from Jeff Bezos. So if you take it away from Jeff Bezos, uh, he doesn't need any more money. If you don't use it, he gets to keep that five dollars you don't want you don't want that fucking guy getting five dollars so definitely uh go go check that out i like that um but let's forget all the free shit you can do definitely if you're an audio listener uh of the show i know some of you drive and shit like that make sure you still go and check out the cancel Sweezy youtube page as well we are really trying to build up an audience over there like always we're that's the place because it's two different audiences the, the audio audience and the youtube audience we're trying to I'd, I'd love to combine the two for the most part you know uh, so definitely go check that out. I post highlights of everything we talk about and uh, definitely little clips. That way you don't have to tell people to go to the audio section, go to like a specific, I'll just say Pacific uh, marker in, uh, and then like start there and you're going to end here, you know, you know, so it's just easy. Pull up, just go on YouTube, press play. It's easy peasy. Some, you know, some of you uh, check it out on your TVs as well. You know, I have an Apple TV and I really, I generally do if I'm going to be in my Apple TV the like the, my little living room setup. I usually always pull it, pull up a podcast from there, and just like have it play. And it's nice having it on YouTube, so you can see my face too in our cool background. This week we're back to the brick. This week, um, so that's exciting. We're brick background, and then, but also we're gonna move to uh, Christmas Sweezy tune. The show's transforming into Christmas Sweezy. So that's going to be really exciting, too. So you're definitely going to want to hang around for that. Uh, but anyways, though, I'll obviously other free shit you can do. Make sure you subscribe everywhere, like the show. And if you're on the audio platforms, leave us a review and a 5, 4, 3, 2, or 1 star rating. And I really like that. Uh, so let's get into the news. This is previous week right now, folks. Previous week right now is the news that I'm going over right now. Uh, it, it's just plain simple. It's just the news previous week right now that's what we call it call it over here on cancel sweezy so you're definitely going to want to go uh be excited for us to go over the news but uh i'll i'll quit just yammering on about nothing and uh I'll, you know this philip franco would say let's just jump into it um all right this is from consequence sound maddie healy munches on raw meat on stage at the 1975's new york show uh what uh, preparations for a coast-to-coast arena tour requires lots of exercise, thoughtful self-care, and well-balanced diet. Maddie Healy put the later latter habit into effect on stage during the 1975's Monday Night Stop in New York City, uh, whipping out what appears to be a hunk of raw red meat, deliberately taking a bite of it. Uh, the feast went down in between songs at Madison Square Garden while a shirtless Healy was the only band member on stage. A man in a white coat presented him, presented the front man with the plate bearing the steak, and then Healy did, as Healy does, something inexplic- inexplicably weird. Uh, knowing what we know about the 1975's artistic tendencies, we're sure there's some deeper message in modern technology and consumerism hidden in the peculiar fare that doesn't mean we can understand it, though. Does anyone cut into the meat just to make sure it was actually cake? It wasn't actually... Oh, who's fucking writing these jokes? 
Uh, after eating about three sizable bites of meat, Ely turned towards a stack of television playing news clips and other concerning images and began doing push-ups. Eventually, he crawled into one of the televisions and returned in a new outfit to begin the second half of the set. Considering the meat moment arrived before the push-ups and after he had sat on a couch with his hand on his crotch, it seemed to be a commentary on masculinity. Something Healy has explored a great deal as of late. Sorry if you brought your dad to the show and I was touching my dick. That's your fault for bringing your dad. And <laughs> Healy turned the show. That, that is good. Uh... The North American leg on the night's tour at their very best tour kicked off last week and continues through mid-December. Uh, grab tickets and the remaining show over Ticketmaster. The gigs are in support of the band's new album, Being Funny in a Foreign Language. So uh, that's some some funny shit. Um, yeah, um, I would definitely. It definitely does sound like it was a like more artistic endeavor uh, on Maddie's uh, Maddie's part. I fucking love the 1995 new album though. Um, I usually do my, you know, last, the last episode of the year. I always go into my favorite music of the year. Uh, being funny in a foreign language, I liked it. Um, but I don't, it's not going to be number one. I, I actually, I actually think I figured out what my number one album is this year. And, uh, I think it's very surprised. Last year was Day Glow, Day Glow's Harmony House. Uh, second was Bo Burham's Inside, so... Uh, anything goes here. I make, I make a list on my phone. I write down all the albums I liked. Um, but, uh, yeah, you're going to see there. So yeah, he, it is very cool. They're very artistic of a band. And that's why I really, that's what I really like about them. Cause they do have that, like, cause I think at like when they released their first album, I think it was just self-titled the 1975, uh, it was black. And so people tried to put them in a box. And so the next album, they, they named the, they named the album, you are so beautiful yet so unaware of it. It's like the longest fucking title ever. Um, what what's the actual title? Uh, what was it? The nineteen seventy five. You're so. I'm just gonna type that in. Uh, it's the full net. Oh no! It's the full the full album title, and uh, it's called "I Like It When You Sleep." For you are so beautiful yet so unaware of it, and that was a joke because they're like, we don't because is is generally speaking uh, that you don't want album titles and like even band names for the most part. I was, you know, I was always told, and especially in podcasts, it's just like anything artistic. You definitely want like a shorter band name shorter names for it because i don't know it just sticks out two syllables even works better that's why i think uh like artist names i think like i think that's one reason i switched to Sweezy as my artist name uh and i think halsey like that works really well you know 1975 that's pretty short too love that's a good great name and then you hear like you know longer band names uh don't don't necessarily work out i don't know i think it's just something uh in our minds that are just like, yeah, long band names are just kind of weird, you know? So, um, everything that is, and you know, most people like go by, like if they're a solo artist, they just go by their first and last name or one name, you know, you know, and shit like that. So I think, you know, and so like the 1975 was just, uh, making fun of that shit when they released that album. So yeah, they're always doing something artistic and I just, I do find it very interesting and I liked, I liked the new album. So if you haven't checked that out and you want to, something cool uh being funny in foreign language is out now apparently i'm promoting other people's shit now 
So that's cool. Um, that's cool. Uh, listen to listen to music, folks. That's that's the lesson of today's episode. Just w- listen to fucking music, okay? Listen to your own goddamn fucking music, and uh, you can figure it out from there. Uh, anyways, I need a drink. <clears throat> You're just feeling good all the time, folks. Bush Light. Stole from a wedding. Uh. Ooh. Well, that was fun. What? Uh, all right. Well, next one looks like this is from CNBC. Twitter pauses paid verification after users abuse service to impersonate brands and people. Uh, That's rough, buddy. Uh, Twitter appears to have paused its $7.99 blue month uh, blue subscription service, which allowed people to pay for a verification checkmark after p- users were abusing it to impersonate brands and famous people. Uh, Twitter has launched the service earlier this week in its iPhone app, allowing users to buy a checkmark that had previously been used to show that an account was verified or official. As of Friday, the iPhone app no longer shows an option to sign up for Twitter Blue. The quick suspension of the service suggests that, at least currently, CEO Elon Musk's big plan to generate new revenue from users isn't working as expected. The paid subscription service led to a plethora of pranksters creating imposter accounts on Twitter. If left, the platform even more ripe for misinformation and many cheaply acquired checkmarks were used to impersonate brands, politicians, and celebrities with unflattering messages. One current sale employee at Twitter said the company decided to pull back on Twitter blue verifications in response to the spate... To spate of impersonator. To in response to the spate of impersonator. I guess that's more. Okay. Uh, the employee who, ha- who asked to remain unnamed since they were not authorized to speak on behalf of Twitter said one account resembling pharmaceutical giant Eli Lilly caused a serious problem when it tweeted out, We are excited to announce insulin is free now. An impersonator also pilloried. Pilloried. Quit making. Josh fucking Casey write this. Tesla, Elon Musk electric car maker using the pay subscriber blue checkmark, an account with the handle that appeared as at Tesla real. Rody Flurry of disparaging tweets, one of which said, honestly, the 53% drop in stock price doesn't phase us. If there's anyone who knows about crashing, it's us. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the effect of so many changes on Twitter probably represents a big problem for advertisers, some of which have already paused spending there. Additionally, some users who already paid for the services said their recent acquired blue check marks have disappeared from their accounts. A Twitter spokesperson was not immediately available for comment. Musk was not Im- immediately available for comment. The rollback of Twitter blue verified comes at a time when Musk and Alex Spiro, who is acting as Twitter's top lawyer now, are working to reassure employees, advertisers, and regulators that they will comply with all laws and in terms of the prior FTC consent decree. This is just like the funny, like, just, can we just talk about how great the internet can be sometimes? First of all, like, let's just talk about how good the internet is. Eli Lilly, let's talk about that. They, they're, they're producer or pharmaceutical giant. I think I'm just going to say that because I don't know what they're actually doing. Uh, they make, they produce insulin and insulin uh, like, the whole thing, like, the guy who invented insulin or whatever, like, he, didn't he sell the patent for, like, $10 or just give it away because he wanted to use it to help save lives? Like, that was his entire purpose. Like, he wanted to use insulin to save, to save lives, you know? And then, you know, companies like Eli Lilly, this isn't, like, 1,500%, don't fact check me on that, but it's, like, over a 1,000% markup on 
insulin, which I think insulin to produce is $10. Now, I understand, like, they need to make a profit there. Even Mark Cuban, he started his own, like, uh, his pharmacy, and it's like, no insurance. We just don't, we're just like, we just don't deal with that. I think we mark it up just a specific percent from manufacturing costs. And that, and you think like, why don't they just do it at the cost? I'm like, well, some people, it's good to have people have jobs too, you know? And, you know, and I don't think, but like the markup that Eli Lilly does is atrocious. Like for what they do, it's just atrocious. Like, like you get it to like, hundreds of dollars to buy insulin like you need that to survive some people need that to survive and these greedy fucking bitches like you know you could talk about how like well healthcare shouldn't be free you shouldn't have to pay our taxes should go to military spending you can you can talk about it all day but like there's no reason why life-saving drugs in like the pharmaceutical industry can't be taken down like for real it's like I somehow I somehow get insurance and like I can get my meds for free, but if I don't have insurance, they're like a hundred dollars or something like that. It's it's just if for some reason it's a hundred dollars, I'm like, there's no way they're paying. No one's paying a hundred dollars for that. I I can't imagine. I don't. I mean, that that's how I view the real world and stuff like that. Because you can get like those good RX cars and they like drop it down to like thirty dollars. Like oh, this was like two hundred dollars for your medication. Oh, you have a good RX card? I don't even know what they're doing. I mean, like, they're a good company. Not gonna lie. They're a good company. Like, very good. They want to save people money on life-saving, you know, medications that they need. But, like, I don't know how the fact that, like, I just show a pharmacy that, and they're like, okay, let me type this in. All right, now you only have to pay $30. I'm like, why can't we just have it at $30 to begin with? That makes no sense. Anyways, I digress. That's something I'm very I'm very passionate about the healthcare stuff. Um... People are just dumb about it. Well, we're supposed to pay for our, our, the taxes we pay. People are like, we need to worry about our spending. Like, we're not going broke. Like, we're in debt to China. We're not paying that shit back. I don't know. Like, China, they gave us, they just gave it to us. There, there's a rule with, uh, like, don't lend people money if you need that money back. You know, it's like the situation, you know. It's like, only lend people money when, like, you you would, you know, you definitely prefer they pay you back. But, like, it's not going to hurt you to lend that money. You know what I'm saying? Anyways, though, just just these fucking pranksters over at Twitter making making me laugh. Making me laugh a lot. Uh, favorite, was it my favorite one? Like, someone made a fake Nintendo account. And they're like, in the new Pokemon game, you can fuck the Pokemon. We're like, finally! That's what people, there's some people. I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I know Lopunny and Gardevoir are supposed to be the attractive Pokemon. I'm just, I'm just not into it. I'm just not into... I'm, I cannot find Pokemon attractive. Now, like, the characters in Pokemon? Um, when I was a kid, now I'm too old. Uh, Cynthia is, like, 29. She's my age. And therefore, that's okay. If you look like Cynthia from Pokemon Platinum, uh, DMs are open. Just letting you know. Uh, anyways, though, uh... I wish I would have kept this up. This was a fun week. And if you're still on Twitter, stop. That, that place is just it's a cesspool over there on Twitter. The fact Elon Musk bought it makes it even more of a cesspool now. You know, if you know what I mean. He's like, I'm a conservative because people don't like that I'm rich. I'm like, and you're, and you're like, I don't even know how smart Elon Musk actually is, to be honest with you. <laughs> he doesn't seem like, I don't, I don't know. Never mind. I'm, I'm going to go. I'm gonna, we're going to move on, okay? We're going to move on. What? All right, some some news from our friends over at CTV. 
uh, Nickelback to be inducted into Canadian Music Hall of Fame. Uh, Nickelback is getting a spot in the Canadian Music Hall of Fame. The rock hit makers from Hannah Alta, Hannah Alta? have been named at, as the latest inductees into the illustrious comb of Canada's top music talent. Lee singer Chad Kroger and his baymates Mike Kroger, Ryan Peake, and Daniel Adair will be ushered into the Hall of Fame at the Juno Awards in Edmonton next year on March 13th. March 13th. Say it right, buddy. Uh, the 12-time Juno winners whose hit singles include How You Remind Me and Rockstar will also be on the live Juno's broadcast. The band's inductees Induction announcement was part of a media event Monday in Edmonton, where organizers of the Calgary native Tate McRae would be among this year's performers. They also confirmed the return of several Juno Week events that were paused during the pandemic. The Juno Cup, a Canadian celebrity hockey showdown, the Juno Songwriter Circle, and Juno Fanfare, an event where fans can meet the musicians, are back on the calendar in the weeks leading up to the big show. Canadian music manager Ron Sakamoto uh, will be receiving Recipient of the Walt Grealis Special Achievement Award for his longtime contribution to the country's music industry. Okay. Uh, the Walt Grealis Special Achievement Award. Okay. Is that a big deal? I don't know. I know the Junos are, like, Canada's big award show. Not like the CMAs, my favorite Wednesday award show. Why is it on a Wednesday? Can we, can we get some information on that? It's like, it's just a random Wednesday. Time for the CMAs. Let's ruin Nashville traffic for the day. Uh, man, some big people show up this year. So, uh, so that, so yeah, that's, that's cool. And, like, and I also, I agree, Nickelback is not that bad. Like, see, the problem is, you can't say a band is bad. Like, Trapped is a generally bad band. Uh, they can play their instruments and sing fine. But, like, song-wise, the songs they have... Let's talk about it. They have Headstrong, which is the only good song they have. And even then, like, it's a little, it's a little, little white boy, ang- like a white boy angry song, you know? It's like white boys getting angry. It's, it's that type of song. Uh, and then, and then also Trapped had the nerve to release a Greatest Hits album. Like, really, you, you were like, we need to release this, the Greatest Hits album. And, like, you know, nowadays you're like, why would you make a greatest hits album? You can just buy all the songs, you know? Uh, like, individually, worst case scenario. And I remember when you buy vinyl records, it's actually nice when you have the greatest hits. Because then you have to, like, buy an album for one song, you buy that, and you have all the good songs they've ever made. So that's really cool. And, honestly, the fact that they haven't made it into the Canadian Music Hall of Fame is a surprise to me. Because I would assume, because, like, you think of Nickelback as a Canadian band. To me, Canadian... They're, like, just Canadian as it can be. Uh, it is weird. Like, are they Canadian or are they from the south? Uh, United, like, south of the United States. Because, you, you, I mean, like, I could say, I'm like, yeah, they're from Georgia. And people would be like, oh, no shit. Oh, that's really cool. Uh, but I also think of Nickelback more as Canadian because, like, everyone's like, Canada sucks because they brought, gave us Nickelback and Justin Bieber. Uh, I'm like, shut the fuck up. Uh, see, like, Nickelback has a ton of great songs. And so you can't say Nickelback is bad because they actually have a lot of songs. Like, I say a, a band has to be bad, first of all, if they have no good songs. Uh, that's, that's, a, that's a good fact, saying that this band sucks. Uh, even Trapped has one okay song. Um, but so, yeah, people were like, ah, look at this joke, can't believe they're doing it. I'm like, I'm surprised they haven't made the U.S. one in Ohio. No. Ohio. <laughs> what do you think about Ohio? They have the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They're like, 
Oh, so is like rock a significant thing in Ohio? Nope. That's just that's where it is. Uh, does Ohio have a lot of music history? Nope. It's, not, it's like Nashville is like I have music history in there. The Country Music Hall of Fame, the Country Music Hall of Fame Museum. Which honestly, I would say if you're going to Nashville and you like history and music, even if you don't like country music, it's actually a very good. Uh, it was a very good time for me. I, I enjoyed it. Some Garth stuff there, you know that guy. That guy's murdered people. And I really like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, good, good for Nickelback. Uh, I think the more, as long as Ted Nugent doesn't get anywhere, like, I feel like as long as Ted Nugent doesn't get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I will let anyone into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, to be honest. Like, they let, uh, they let rappers in before they let Ted Nugent. I'm like, yeah, that's, there's a reason for that, because Ted Nugent kind of sucks. And not, I'm not just talking politics here. You can shut the fuck up there. We're not talking politics. His actual music does like his song Cat Scratch Fever is a song. Like that song sucks. They're all about like grooming women and shit like that. Uh, so anyways though, Nickelback's not that bad. Uh, the Junos could be bad. I don't know what the hell I mean, like, I know it's an award show and apparently it's a big deal in Canada. But uh isn't it like the Brit Award too? Like that's a big deal in the UK, but here you're like, oh okay. You know, life's what you make it, so let's make it rock. From the great Hannah Montana once said that, and uh, that's that's how that's how we live. Uh, okay, our last article for previous week right now, you know. Let's just jump into it. Uh, some good news. I always like to end on a good news from CBS News. Tennessee voters officially ban all forms of slavery in the state. Tennessee has officially banned all forms of slavery. Voters on Tuesday approved a ballot measure that removes language allowing slavery and involuntarily servitude as form of punishment for those convicted of crimes. The measure passed was 79.54% of the votes according to Secretary of State's office. The measure amends Article 1, Section 33 of the Tennessee Constitution, which states that slavery and involuntary servitude are for ever prohibited in this state, except as punishment for a person who has been duly convicted of a crime. Uh, the new amendment removes the language allowing for these punishments. The section will now read, slavery and involuntary servitude are forever prohibited. Nothing in this section shall prohibit an inmate from working when the inmate has been duly convicted of a crime. Before it was sent to voters in the state, a majority of Tennessee lawmakers supported the proposal, but six legislators voted against it. I'm, I'm a non-lawyer, I'm a non-lawyer, and most of my voters are non-lawyers, and I can't explain this amendment in words they understand, Revoca State Senator Frank Nicely said during a 2021 meeting of the Tennessee General Assembly. The Constitution is too sacred, is too scared to clutter up with a lot of non-lawyer can't explain to other non-lawyers. So I guess I'll be voting on no on this one. The measure was one of four on the ballot in the state this election day. The 13th Amendment to, to the United States Constitution abolished slavery in 1865, but includes similar language allowing for involuntary servitude to be imposed as punishment for crimes, State Senator Ramush Akbari said in an interview with Fox Nashville last year that the amendment to the state's constitution will close that loophole. A bipartisan group of legislators supported the vote yes on three campaign, which urged voters to adopt the ballot measure. Words matter, and in the constitution there is still a resemblance of slavery left over. Democrat state rep Joe Towns said in a bipartisan campaign, add with Republican rep uh, Jeremy Faison, it's important that we do always with all thought of slavery in our constitution, Faison said. So that that's great, Tennessee. I'm glad we did that. You'd be surprised. Like, there's some fucking crazy racists in the South. Uh, Tennessee is not excluded. Uh, that's why it's nice staying in cities in Tennessee because the rest of the state can be kind of uh, 
I don't know, like Gatlinburg's cool, Pigeon Forge is cool, Dollywood. It just looks scary up close, but it looks fun from far away, just like the real Dolly. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think that's, that's great. You know, I'm glad slavery is no longer a thing in Tennessee, uh, folks. And even that, like, even, like, the 13th Amendment, you know, like, even that one line of, like, you know, the whole, um, like, you know, unless you're, like, in jail or whatever, like, that's a... It's a pretty rough thing, because uh, that's how they've been getting away with that shit for a while. And uh, it's not cool. It's not cool at all. Have you ever been out in public and thought, hey, look at that fat guy, only for it to turn out to be a mirror, and you are, in fact, the fat guy? That was the moment that kickstarted me into becoming the greatest health expert the world has ever seen. But I wasn't born being built different. Like Joe Cocker before me, I get by with a little help from my friends. And my friends happen to be today's sponsor, FNX Fitness. FNX Fitness is committed to creating innovative supplements of the highest quality that provide focus for a productive morning, energy to thrive all day, performance supplements for to reach new goals, unique sleep and recovery formulas to support any sport, and healthy supplements to support an active lifestyle for years to come. I also really enjoy their clothing line that makes you look good while you work out as well. Another thing I love about FNX Fitness is that with every purchase, they donate a gallon of water to a child in need. Start working out smarter, not harder, by using the link in our description today. You can save 15% on your purchase. Go save 15% on some of the best supplements out there when using the link in our description. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. When you're at the beach, you aren't going there naked, letting everyone see your little shrunken pee-pee from being in the water. No, you're wearing some sort of clothing to cover up your privates. So why would you let companies you buy products from have access to the privates of your credit cards? That's where today's sponsor, Privacy, comes becomes the clothing for your credit card information. Privacy is the first payment product that keeps your personal information private while being even more convenient than using a physical payment card online. Privacy empowers you to protect your physical card information. Each merchant you share your card information with puts you more at risk to hackers or data breaches. Why not use a privacy card instead? By creating a virtual card with privacy for each merchant you shop with, your physical card is safe and secure. Privacy cards can be paused or closed at any time, preventing any future transactions from being authorized. Privacy cards can also be single-use, meaning they close after just one authorized transaction. One of my favorite ways to use privacy is for a service with a free trial that requires you to put in a credit card to sign up. But wait, there's more. By using the link in our description, you can get $5 to spend anywhere. That's money you get to use. So start paying the smart way with privacy. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Oh no! Our table! It's time to get serious for a second, folks. Uh, It's time for a serious talk. Uh, A talk I didn't think I was going to have with you. Uh, I failed No Nut November folks uh that's rough buddy uh i failed it uh it's getting kind of backed up i just really need to let one out folks i'm just i'm just gonna be honest with all of you really really need to get one out and um yeah that's my main reasoning behind it i just wanted to i just wanted to point that out my main reason for failing it it was not because i needed porn or like i'm I'm, i'm addicted to porn you know that wasn't the problem like you know, I was, you know, if you go on TikTok, it's, it's like girls just trying to do thirst traps all day. Is this how I get famous? Uh, thirst traps? I'm like, yeah, you're okay looking, you know, and shit like that. Just go back to your OnlyFans. There's like three guys over there who want to look, who are curious. 
Uh, but no, I was just getting really. That's the real problem, honestly. Uh, is you get really backed up, and it's 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 really it can get really bad. Uh, when you're a man, I think biologically we're just supposed to nut, you know. Is it's just what we I do. Like uh, and so, you know, it's just something we have to do. And so it is fun to, like, I really do have to explain that to women. It's, it's very surprising women don't really understand that because women are like, yeah, I could go a couple years without sex. It'll be fine. You know, but like guys are like, I need to nut like every couple days or else it's pretty, it gets pretty bad. And, you know, and then you like, people are like, you know, I grew up in church. So it was like, masturbation's bad. Don't do it. It's bad. Okay. You know, I get one, well, like the Bible, like the Bible, let's be honest with you. The Bible only really talks about, uh, like lusting after another man's woman. Like that's really all it's saying. And really say anything else besides that. So just, just being honest there. Uh, but they're like, masturbation's bad because you're lusting after another, another man's woman. I'm like, I don't know. I don't consider women property so i guess we're gonna we're just let's let's just say let's just bygones be bygones or whatever or whatever the fuck jesus said um but uh yeah no but like you porn can be a problem though like if anything if you want to if you i really think if you want to do no nut november correctly i really do think you should go the full month of november not looking at porn still jack off like jacking off because really you really do need to like there's uh you know you really do need to bust nuts a lot you know busting nuts and it's like just not inside women uh i know it's more fun but it's like can't you can't be doing that so and then, you know you gotta fail no nut november so i failed i failed november and guess what I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you what happened uh after i did it i felt great you know, apparently some people feel shame after they jerk off. I don't. I fucking feel great. Uh, feels nice. It's just like fucking, it's like just some, it's just like ten, r- tension release, you know. I'm, I'm a big fan of that, you know. Uh, I love chiropractor videos. I love it when like a big pimple gets out because I know it's like so much pressure on your skin then you release it and you're like, ah, your body just feels better. Like, I just love that tension release shit, you know. Getting a big ass booger out of your nose, like, oh, God. That is the best. That is the best fucking shit out there. And, uh, yeah, like that. Uh, but, yeah, also, though, you know, I'm not I'm not saying, like, yeah, we all need to get, fellas, you need to bust nuts more. Uh, but there's also, like, um, th- there is also a limit you should probably do it to busting nuts, you know. I would say, uh, for the most part, uh, maybe try to go every other day. It's probably pretty good. Uh, you definitely shouldn't be, you need to, if you're doing it more than once a day, uh, COVID doesn't count. If you were jerking out more than once a day during COVID, it's just, it's a, it's a different life. It's a different thing. That was a different, that was a different time. But like your normal every day to day life, you need to be once a day after that, like you're bored. You, you need to, you need to be more productive with your life. I'm just saying, uh, what? <laughs> I like I hit both of them. I'm just saying that, that that is a good life hack. Like, like you can only jerk off so many times, and like you shouldn't be. You're like, yeah, I'll jerk off like five times a day. When I get off my antidepressants, I can't do that. Now I'm on antidepressants. I'm like, I can maybe get two, um, unless uh, by myself. Like if I'm with a woman, I can probably recharge pretty fast. Uh, 
So or not, or I just won't bust none at all. But, you know, sometimes it'd be it'd be like that. You put some alcohol and you put that in your system. Anyways, though, this is the dumbest fucking rant I've ever been on. Anyways, fellas, uh, the a better challenge. I I do think a better challenge for no not November would be that we we just stop looking at porn for a month. Like you can still jack off, just no porn. And then that may, and it is a good challenge because some guys are like, I can't get off without porn. I'm like, you see, there's a problem there or something like that. And there's some guys are like, I, I just have a hard time getting up with women because it's just porn. I'm like, yeah, it's a problem. Probably jerking off too much. So is there an actual good solution to this? No, but we should all, we should all have things to do and uh, not be bored, so that way we don't just spend all our time jerking off. That that's a good that's a good moral. That's a good moral to life, to life in general. Uh, to be who we need to be and uh, make our society better. So, drink to that. Let's, let's take a. I got a bush light here. Uh, yeah. Apparently, everyone saw me at that wedding stealing a box of, like, just a ton of beer, and, uh, I have no fucking shame, I have no, I, people were like, do you feel bad about that? No, I feel worse about the gift sign, because it was someone else's, not them, that, like, it was, they, they paid $60 for that gift sign, the gift sign I stole, I gave it back to them, I, I honestly, I was like, I'm like, I was like, in my mind, I'm keeping that shit, uh, when I had alcohol in my system, but then I severed, I'm like, you know, I just need to talk about it on the podcast, and then I don't need it anymore. I have, I have no need, so I just told I'll give it back to you. Like, you know, I just said I'll give it back. It is what it is, but here's, here's the fucking feeling good all the time. I like that burp, the burp cast. That's what this, this fucking show's coming. Oh, shit, dude. Okay. Show called Our Doctor on Netflix. It's a documentary. I think it's a couple episodes. Or, no, I think it's one whole, one whole fucking shit, dude. Um, uh, so let me read. Let me read. Uh, this is from Wikipedia. This is the Wikipedia um, uh, bio for it. And, and you're like, how am I going to describe it? I'll just read the fucking Wikipedia. I'm like, I don't give a shit. <clears throat> That's the problem with beer, though. I just burp a lot. Uh, this is from, yeah, so basically the Wikipedia bio. Our Father is an American Netflix original documentary film directed by Lucy Jordan and produced by Michael Petrella and Jason Bloom. Its story follows former Indianapolis-based fertility doctor Donald Klein, who, in a case of fertility fraud, used his own sperm to impregnate dozens of unsuspecting patients. The film was released on May 11, 2022. The film was watched for 42.60 million hours between May 8th and May 29th, 2022, globally. So I heard about this, and so, like, I heard about, I think it was on Bad Friends I listened to. Um, they were talking about, like, Andrew Santino was talking about it, and then... So I, like, I Googled it, I'm like, because I'm like, this shit interests me. Uh, and so, like, I, like, Googled it, and the only thing I found, I just Googled fertility doctor who uses own sperm, and, like, that's what I used. And then I found, it was, like, a Fubo documentary, and look, nothing against Fubo, but there's a lot of mental, a lot of mental strength you have to go to to go to the, to go to the Fubo app. Like, a lot of shit, you know, a lot of shit has to go through your brain and be like, and you know I'm already paying. I mean, I'm already paying for too many streaming services when I just lay around all day, looking at TikToks. You know, like 
what am I doing with my life? You know, I'm, I'm, why am I paying for streaming services when I sit on TikTok all day? You know, life life is full of mysteries, you know. <laughs> fucking, it's like an episode of Friends here. Just fucking hitting the laugh track. Um, so yeah, that's what I Googled. And so, I th- and so when I saw the documentary on Netflix, I'm like, oh, this must be new. And then I saw it, it was like, May 8th, that's when it came out. Okay, so I guess Andrew Santino was talking about uh, it recently, and so that, like, fucking was a trip for me to find out, uh, to find out. So, so, you, so you hear this, uh, so to sum up the bio, I just said, this fertility doctor, uh, instead of using a sperm donor, which would be the what you do in that job, or, like, you know, it's, there's different situations, so there's one where, uh, it's always a husband and wife, or two partners, I... They weren't gay. It's Indiana. Well, I'm just being honest with you. It's in Indiana. Uh, I'm just saying, I know there's gay people in Indiana, but I'm just saying that that's not the place you want to live if you're gay. That's just the life. That's just the life. Um, so, it was, it was, there were always men and women, I'm assuming. And most of them were married. Uh, so, so, sometimes the man, uh, he has a low sperm count. So, therefore, he can't get her pregnant, so they get a sperm donor. Sometimes, uh, just for science reasons, uh, both of their, the, the egg count's good, the sperm count's good, uh, just somehow when they pump it into each other, it, it's not, it's just, no eggs are getting fertilized. And so, that's where you go to a fertility doctor, um, to, and then he would use, like, his sperm and, like, scientifically, or like a doctor would, get the sperm to fertilize an egg properly. You know, it's just, like, more... Sometimes, I don't know, I don't know. You know, and to be honest with you, you'd be like, do you know how a vagina works? And I'm like, yes, uh, kind of. Uh, but, like, I don't know how to... You know, the whole fucking getting women pregnant, I've never done that. Because uh, I'm fucking responsible. So, that's it. So, so, I bet you're guessing... Uh, how many kids did this end-up guy having? Uh, he has some kids of his own. Uh, I think he had, like, three kids of his own. If I'm not mistaken, he could have others. Like, obviously don't use this as, like, a factual story. Imagine someone fucking writing, writing a fucking document, like, fucking writing term papers, and then fucking using me as a source. Like, could you fucking believe that shit? Um, uh, so not including his, the kids he, you know, his, like, the kids he had with his wife. This dude ended up basically has 94 children. 94. And it was funny. And th- this part made me laugh my fucking ass off. Because, like, because this all started, uh, basically, like, it all started with a couple people. They were doing, like, a 23andMe DNA test, you know, stuff like that. And, like, some of these kids knew, like, hey, we use a sperm donor. They're like, okay, I'm interested because, like, you know, if you... Not, not the fact that, like, you know, like, you could be an adopted kid and, you know, but it's, like, good because I think 23andMe does, like, a lot of health stats, you know, like, um, if your family has a history of, like, some cancer or some other problems, uh, which, uh, let's be honest, uh, Donald Klein had some, some health problems that he shouldn't have been passing down to a lot of people, uh, just to be honest with you, but, like, that's what 23andMe, so, like, these people were, like, going on 23andMe, and, you know, when you go on 23andMe, you uh, like, not expecting to find uh, a ton of people who are technically your siblings. 
And so, like, they had to do this research, and, like, they all found, like, one mutual uh, source or whatever, and, like, they gave all the last names of people in the family, and they found, like, Donald Klein, Dr. Donald Klein's, like, wife's maiden name. It was like, oh, what about Klein? He's like, oh, yeah, she married this guy named Donald Klein. And then, like, they all, like, consider him, like, I think this guy's our biological father. And so it started, like, it was, like, under 10 or something like that. And so they confronted Donald Klein, and he was like, uh, there's definitely not any more than 10. Uh, and then they do, like, <laughs> go to the fucking documentary. They're like, child number child number 12 or something like that. <laughs> I'm just laughing. Then they, like, confront him again. They all have a meeting, and he's, like, trying to... Donald Klein's trying to get, like, scientific data off of it, like, as if this is, like, an experiment for him. What? <laughs> he's like, well, there's definitely not more than 15. And then it's like, child number 20. <laughs> I'm just like, Jesus, dude. He's like, well, I did this for 30 years. Like, he's like, he did this for 30 years, and I did it sparingly. I'm like, so, tech, I mean, like, this dude ain't even Mormon. Like, I watched the Mormon documentary. He's like, speak sweet or something like that or something like that. I can't remember what it was called. I don't I'm not going to talk about it on the show. Uh, talk too much. Talk too much about Mormons on this show. Um, but like, he's just fucking. He's just like, uh, he's, I definitely don't have any more than fifteen. Uh, twenty child number twenty, and so like all these people are like, just some just person like their parents just went to a random fucking fertility clinic in Indiana, uh, and they're like, huh, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do twenty three. Me, just you know, I'm white. I want to see where my white ancestors came from. I don't see a lot of black people doing those. We're like, what tribe in Africa did I come from? Uh, there's a lot of messed up history there, folks. Don't, don't, don't. I'm not just, no, there's a lot of fucked up shit going on there. Uh, and so, like, you know, like, you go on, you know, 23andMe, yeah. They use, like, a saliva sample, right? They're not fucking asking you, they're not asking for jizz samples. Why well, the first thing that came to mind is, like, jizz samples. No, they, like, swab your mouth or whatever, right? I think that's what they do. Uh, and they, you know, they, they get everything back. And then, like, these people are finding out, like, he has a total of 94 children. So, like, more and more keep uh, popping up. And so you're like, huh. Like, like, you know, usually when you do a 23andMe, you're not going in there. You're like, huh, I have 93 siblings. Uh, and then you get this, get a message from this chick and be like, yep, your mom went to a fertility doctor who used his own sperm. Uh, so your biological dad, well, the guy you thought was your biological dad, is not your biological dad. And can we, and for a second, though, I'm like, women don't get this because the baby pops out of them. But, like, uh, like I think we had a question a couple of weeks ago, a very long time ago, on Kale Sweetie, um, that was, like, a woman's like, when a man finds out the baby isn't his, why does he, why does he leave? You know, and she's like, doesn't he care for the kid? I'm like... Well, I mean, like, he feels duped and betrayed, and there's shit, like, all that shit, you know? Uh, like, I can't, like, you know, the, it's for the kids, I mean, it's rough. Obviously, you find out your fucking biological father's a monster. Uh, then it was like, these guys are just like, man, I love that kid. It's not mine. Like, you know, you love that kid. And shit like that. So it's kind of, it's kind of a, it's kind of some, it's some fucking, there's a lot of sad shit. Uh. I did, I did ask my mom, be like, hey mom, you didn't go to a fertility clinic from, uh, in Indianapolis, did you? And she said no, I'm like, good. So I'm related to my dead dad, I won't take a drink if you know what's, you know what's up. Um, but anyways though, oh, okay, so, they kinda went over this, uh, 
But then before I end it and move on to our next thing, but like, I he was they he always quoted verses that made him like part of this like Christian cult, which I mean Christianity is kind of a cult already, but it's called like Quiverful. Um, it's like uh, so here's what Wikipedia says about that. Quiverful is a Christian theological position that sees large families as a blessing from God. It encourages procreation, abstaining from all forms of birth control, as well as natural family planning and sterilization. Some sources have referred to the Quiverful position as providentialism, while other sources have simply referred to it as manifestation of natalism. It is most widespread in the United States, but it is also as has adherents in Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and the United Kingdom, uh, along with other places. One 2006 estimate put the number of families which subscribe to the philosophy is ranging from the thousands to the low tens of thousands. Uh, but like, let's see, and like this dude had like had Bible verses all over his office and shit like that. That's a red. I'm telling you right now. Even if you believe in God, you know, and you follow the Christian Christian shit, you know, I'm just saying, though, <coughs> don't go to medical professionals because I went to a Christian therapist for my mental health, and it probably set me back more, a couple more years than I needed to be in my whole mental health thing. I, you know, and it's okay if you, even if like your like doctor believes in that, but they should have a clear separation between the two. And this dude had that shit in his office. Don't go to a doctor if they're like, oh, I'm super Christian. Like, yeah, I'm super Christian, you know. Oh, so it looks like you're pregnant with the baby. And it's like, you know, God God brings miracles to all of us. I'm like, okay, I'm getting a new doctor right fucking now. Uh, because that is a red flag. A doctor who is very open about his religious beliefs during doctor time is a red flag. But this dude, kind of like Aryan, I put Aryan Union, is that the right thing? the Aryan race or whatever, you know, like that buffoon Hitler, you know, that buffoon Hitler, um, he wanted, he wanted the fucking Aryan, like, he wanted all the people to be white and shit like that, so it was like white, you know, it's like, ugh, white nationalism shit in there, that's, ugh, dude, and this dude, you know, Ed Asner, I think this dude's worse than the Ed Asner guy, he looks worse than him, so, uh, anyways, though, uh, my best advice, um, don't go to Christian doctors. That's that's one lesson. Uh, the second le- lesson is uh, anyone listening to this show, uh, if your parents possibly went to a fertility doctor in Indianapolis, uh, and if you're like, I don't want to live in ignorance, you may need to do a DNA test because he might be related to this uh, this knucklehead. You know, he, it's goof this goofball over here. Uh, so, uh, yeah, and, uh, and for all the fertility doctors listening out there, I know all of you are listening, do, do not use your own sperm and do this shit, that's bad, um, that, like, they figure out, like, 40 other doc, 40 plus other doctors have done this shit, too. Uh, this is, makes me a little, little concerned about the whole fertility, uh, profession, uh, it makes me a little scared, um, so let's just not do that anymore, okay? Let's just, you know, let's, let's cut that shit out. I think that's going to be a good thing for all of us to do, okay? Here's feeling good all the time, folks. Okay. 
All right, then I also watched, God forbid, the sex scandal that brought down a dynasty on Hulu. Getting that all out. Uh, first of all, let's just start off. Uh, that Jerry Falwell Jr. guy, a numbskull. Jerry Falwell Jr. was a fucking numbskull. Um, so, uh, I'll probably go into a little bit more into the bio. I didn't use Wikipedia for this one. Um, but, uh, if you watch The Eyes of Tammy Faye, fucking great movie. Jessica Chastain is great. I would buy her underwear. Used underwear, too. Uh, uh, she played Tammy Faye, uh, and then Andrew Garfield played her husband. I can't remember what he was, but Vincent D'Onofrio, uh, played Jerry Falwell Sr. in that. And if you don't know, like, the Falwells, if you think about, like, Christianity, like, evangelical royalty, the Falwells are up there. Uh, but he played Jerry Falwell Sr. in the, in that movie. And, uh, I'm not gonna lie, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio is the perfect Wilson Fisk kingpin. And, uh, it's gonna be hard, it's hard for me to separate him from the role. He looked different in, like, the first Men in Black movie so much than what he does now. But uh, I will always think about. I always have fond memories of Vincent D'Onofrio uh, killing a man by slamming a car door in his head multiple times, uh, <coughs> multiple times. So basically, Jerry Falwell Senior. He started a church. <coughs> okay, let's just fucking cough. Let's just fucking cough this entire podcast. Uh, so Jerry Falwell Senior. He was this um, good man who started a church. I think televangelism, a lot of that shit, shit, I don't know, I don't like the guy, he's a pretty shitty dude, too, like, uh, he was for segregation, and then when they were like, oh, we don't like segregation, people were like, we like, we hate segregation, he's like, you know what, maybe segregation isn't that bad, uh, and then the fight went from segregation to abortion, and that's why we're in this mess we are right now, uh, then he started Liberty University, which is like, a, which is supposed to be like, it's not like a Christian, it's a Christian school, but it's not like a Bible college, if that makes sense. And uh, let's 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 let me also bring it up to you. Uh, not a lot of colored people go to that school. A lot of the it's a it's a very white school. Uh, now you probably know it's a very fucking Republican school, and it's just basically a Republican school. And they have like shit like in their car, like can't drink alcohol. You can't drink alcohol as a student. Uh, you can't be having the premarital sex. I'm like, those are the two best things about college. And you're telling kids not to do that shit. Uh, I guarantee, because I know some friends who went to, like, Bible college, and they talk about, like, yeah, we broke the, dr- broke the drinking rule a lot. So, um, yeah, that's what Jerry Falwell Sr. He's like, he created this whole dynasty, this evangelical dynasty, and people love, uh, and they just had a lot of power in the evangelical community. Like, that's just what the Falwells created. So then we get to Jerry Falwell Jr., who was more of like a businessman. He was never like a he was never like a Christian pastor type of guy. It was just like a businessman. He really helped like the school do a lot of business shit. You know, that's all like that's all he really did. He's like a real estate guy. Uh, that's that's Jerry Falwell Jr. the the numbskull. Uh, that's how he kind of started. And so basically, and then he was like the not the ruler, president of the school. Maybe I don't know what position he had. Basically, that's yeah, who he was, and then he has so he he married this woman named Becky, and uh, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be honest with you, Becky was pretty hot, and I'm like, yeah, Jerry, you did, you mean for a rich guy, you did really good. That's I mean, listen, pretty easy if you're rich, like you can marry any woman. That's the nice thing about 
Like, women, you just have to look hot. Men, you just have to have a lot of money. Like, you, you could just be the fattest fucking piece of shit ever. You should probably lose weight, though, just for your health. Um, anyways, though, yeah, his wife was pretty hot, but, like, Jerry's kink was, he was, he liked watching his wife fuck other dudes, called being a cuckold, which was funny because, like, Republicans and, like, you know, the 4chan alt-left people, uh, were calling, like, uh, liberals cucks until, like, this whole story came out, and I haven't heard that since, I haven't heard a lot about that since, uh, so, yeah, and so, the documentary really, really, like, revolves around Giancarlo Granda, I'm just gonna call him Giancarlo, I believe that, I'm saying that right, if I'm saying that wrong, I'm sorry, it's not that I don't know how to say it, it's probably because it's a foreign language, uh, and he basically, he was a pool boy for a year, like, he was, he, he just worked at, like, some resort as a pool boy for a year, and that's where he met Becky, uh, and then it went to, basically shit escalated from there, uh, into being like, oh, hey, and then Jerry was like, hey, let's buy some properties in Florida, and I'll let you run them, and shit like that, it's all that, all that shit's going on, uh, Giancarlo said, he's like, yeah, I'm a Republican, and, like, Becky and Jerry were like, we hit the jackpot here, he's Republican, and he'll fuck my wife, I'm in, uh, <laughs> I'm into that shit, but it was weird because Becky was, like, into Giancarlo in, like, a relationship sense, it's not just like, I just like this guy fucking me, I was like, I, he's my boyfriend, and it's the weirdest, it was very weird shit, but yeah, they found their unicorn Giancarlo, and, uh, and people were like, apparently he gets shamed a lot, I'm like, I don't, I wouldn't shame him, I'd, I'd fuck Becky too, but... Uh, I feel weird with Jerry in the room, but, like, Jerry had money, and so he's like, yeah, I was doing a lot of money things, you know, just trying to get a lot of money, uh, and Becky was hot, so I wanted to fuck her, so, you know, he was just doing the unicorn, and, uh, this was all before Jerry really got into, like, he was friends with Donald Trump, but this is before Donald Trump was even, like, just, like, became, wanted to be president and started saying racist shit, you know, he was already, he was always racist and, like, a shitty person, but, like, it's probably easier to be around, you know? Uh, and then once Donald Trump, like, decided, like, hey, I'm going to run for president, and, like, uh, Jerry Falwell Jr. is like, hey, I have to give him my endorsement because that gives me a lot of power because, like, basically whatever, because it was basically whatever, uh, if Liberty University, uh, you know, backed up whatever Republican president at the time was, that's who basically got the Republican nominee, and that's why... A big reason Trump got nominated because people really associate him with Jesus for some fucking reason. And uh, that's why I don't have Republican friends on Facebook anymore because I would harass them. Be like, admit to me right now that Donald Trump represents Jesus. Tell me right now. Explain yourself. And they never would in the in front of me. And so like that. So he helped get Donald Trump elected. So honestly, with all this Republican bullshit, uh, our Supreme Court, why, you know, Roe v. Wade was overturned really was Jerry Falwell's fault. Like, if it wasn't for him, uh, he w Trump wouldn't have been elected, uh, then put uh, three judges on the Supreme Court, and let's be honest with you, two of them, two of them were very much not qualified. Two of them are not qualified. Uh, was it Andrew Gorsuch? I think he's very, I don't agree with him, but I think he's very qualified. And, you know, I, I can't, can't be mad when, like, it's a very qualified person, you know, so the seat, you know. Like, uh, Kintaji Brown, I think that's our new one. Like, she's 
the most qualified. I don't even care about her gender rates or whatever. I'm like, she's just very qualified, and that's a good thing. Um, anyways, though, so yeah, basically he helped get Trump elected, so that's, you know, like, it all spiraled from there. So, like, it's weird to think that it all spiraled from his endorsement. And then Jerry just, just went off the fucking walls. Like, he was just like, you know what? Uh, I know students can't drink on campus, but uh, I can. And so he would fill a water bottle up with, like, it was half tequila, half water. It is weird. My, you know, I have an uncle, and we were hanging out, and he was drinking. He put mixed water with whiskey, uh, like good whiskey, too. And uh, I was like, that's weird. And you're like, well, you've been drinking since noon. I'm like, all right, I won't blame you. Uh, anyways, I don't know, watering it, like, just straight liquor down. I don't know, that's weird to me. But, you know, Jerry, you do your thing. And, like, there's pictures of him with girls on campus, too. I'm like, Jerry, I didn't think that. You're not into that. They're not, they're not fucking, that's not your wife, Jerry. You're not, you don't give a shit about that. Um, but yeah, he just felt like he had so much power because he got Trump elected and shit like that. And he was just do random shit. And then life caught up to him. And, uh, you know, Giancarlo really, he was doing, Jerry was doing him wrong. And so he brought the receipts out. And uh, now, now everyone found out that Jerry was, uh, Jerry, Jerry was a cuck. And, uh, and then they were like, the pool boy's, fu- he's fucking the pool boy. He's letting the pool boy fuck his wife. And it's like, and I feel bad for the guy because he's like, no, I'm forever labeled as a pool boy. Like, that was a job I had for like a year, <laughs> a job he had for a year. And it's like, it's the fucking the pool boy. This The pool boy. I'm like, he's he like, doesn't he have his, ma- I think he has his masters now. And now he's, everyone's like, oh, so you're the fucking pool boy. I'm like, oh, God damn, dude. Like, could you imagine having just, like, a shitty job, you know, like he did, like, just to get the money, you know, to move on, and then all of a sudden, everyone's like, that, that's what you are. Like, I've worked customer service jobs. Like, that's the customer service guy. Fuck, fuck everyone there. Um, and fuck them. Uh, so basically, to sum up, uh, you know, if Jerry Falwell, if he would have just been Jerry Falwell Sr.'s son, uh, and then did his kink in his own thing without trying to bring all the Republican shit into it and the Christian shit into it, he would have been fine. I think, I think no one would really give a shit. They'd just be like, ah, that guy likes to watch his wife get plowed. Uh, but, uh, no, I think going, that's the thing though. If you're super Christian, you can't be having, you can't be doing that shit. Uh, cause people find out and it's usually the Christians, you know? Like, I'm not into the Christian scene anymore, and my life's open. I'm like, I'm just admitting, like, yeah, I accidentally winked at an underage girl. I feel bad. I didn't do anything else. I'm sorry, folks. Uh, but, uh, yeah, these, um, yeah, the, the Christian Republicans, like I'm telling you, numbskulls. Numbskulls to the moon and back. Have you ever cracked open a cold one with the boys? The vibes are on, then all of a sudden, you are out of cold ones. Though the vibes are still on, the vibes will soon go off because you are out of cold ones. There's no need to drive when you're under the vibes. That's why today's sponsor, Drizzly, is here to make sure that the vibes continue. Drizzly gets all your favorite beer, seltzer, wine, whiskey, and much more delivered directly to your home. With their easy-to-use mobile app, we are getting one step closer to never leaving our homes. You know it's saying something when it's being praised as the 
Amazon for liquor. Drizzly is my go-to app for getting all the booze I need so I can do other things. So using our link in the description today, you can save $5 off your first purchase through Drizzly. Drizzly has proprietary ID verification technology that it provides to its retail partners that allows drivers to scan IDs for more than a barcode to make sure the purchaser is over 21 years old in the U.S. and of legal drinking age in Canada. Retailers on Drizzly may have a minimum order or delivery fee. So using our link in the description, get $5 off your first order with Drizzly. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. You're not a boomer who still goes to what our ancient civilizations called a store. You buy everything on the internet like a modern individual. What if I could tell you that you could be saving more on your purchases by only making a few clicks on your computer? That's where today's sponsor, Honey, will change your life. Honey is a free browser extension you can download using the link in our description of this episode. Honey searches the entire internet for promo code, coupon codes, free shipping, and anything else that will save you money when buying things online. It's 100% free and at no point will you have to pay for it with all of those many, many microtransactions. It's as simple as pressing a single button and you can start saving money. Not using Honey is basically throwing money away that could be saved for more important things. I recently had to get business cards uh, for myself and Honey literally saved me 60% on a, like a pack of 500 business cards, it was amazing. Add the Honey extension to your browser today for free by using the link in our description of this episode. And when you support, uh, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Let's just jump into it. It's time for Ask Shweezy, folks. It's, a, it's the time, the time of the episode where I find your questions and I solve them. Uh, because you have problems, I don't. I don't have any problems. I've not done anything wrong ever, in before ever, and I <clears throat> never seek counsel from anyone on a podcast. So that makes me. Better than you. I identify as a fucking threat. All right, let's let's look into. Let's just get into it, or you know, let's <coughs> jump into it. Um, when masturbating, do most dudes just come all over the floor or in their beds? What? Uh, I've been under the impression that dudes just go to the bathroom and ejaculate in the toilet, but apparently, oh, because apparently, uh, that is not the norm for most dudes. What? Um, okay, let's, uh, let's take a breather here. Okay, we gotta, you know, I just, I gotta take a... <sighs> okay, we breathe so much right out. Okay. Um, okay, so... So I do want to start off by saying that, uh... Yes, jizzing in the toilet bowl is the best, is the best solution to jizz. I'm, I'm just saying unwanted, unwanted jizz. Um, second being your mom's mouth. Ho! <laughs> um, but, but, yeah, but, you know, I, I don't know, not everyone, I can't jerk off on the toilet. I think I, I take too many antidepressants to be able to jerk off on the toilet. I have to be, like, on my bed to, to do it. Maybe a chair. Um, or stuff like that. It's just, uh, you know, this, this is who I am. This is the type of guy you get. But, uh, so yeah, I, th I do think, like, in the toilet bowl is the best, because you shoot in the toilet bowl, it's already a place where you have running water, you press a button, and it goes away. So it's perfect. Down to the last detail. Perfect. For those of you who watch, um, those of you who watch, uh, The Boys, uh, I had a dream, off topic, I had a dream that the boys was there and they kept forgetting to watch the episodes. I was like, oh, I got a couple episodes to catch up. 
up on. I think it's because I'm following a couple of them on uh, Instagram and uh, seeing what's going on. But, uh, yeah, you know, and the fun thing is, you know, I also want to say here is, like, you know, how women, like, shame men for not understanding the female anatomy and then they're they're the ones asking questions or like do do penises float in water uh do men just jerk off on the floor or in their bed what's going on there because because uh, you know um things happen like things happen um okay so to answer your question um uh do men come all over the floor no, unless you're someone who made a specific video that makes me laugh. Come on, Mark, don't be stingy. Um, you should not be jizzing on the floor. In fact, uh, it says in the Bible that a man should not spill his seed on the floor. Uh, that's a legitimate verse in the Bible. Uh, honestly, if, if people are like, I believe the Bible literally. I'm like, okay, are you jizzing on the floor? Because if you are, the Bible doesn't like that shit. Okay, you shouldn't be jizzing on the floor. Uh, and no one should be jizzing on the floor. Because, you know, you could wipe a booger on the carpet, but, like, if you're a normal human, you vacuum that shit up. But, um, jizz on the floor, it's, like, part, it's like a liquid, right? It'll leave a stain. You don't fucking jizz on the floor. Um... Or on our beds, which, I mean, it's better than the floor to jizz in your bed, but also you're sleeping. It's like eating it's eating chips and you're eating food in your bed, which I have done and do continue to do. I'm not saying that, but, like, you got to make sure the crumbs get out of the bed. Um, where do men come? Uh, most of the time, uh, assuming, assuming the position, if you're on your back, you jizz on your stomach. Or in around your dick too, or wherever wherever it goes. Hopefully not very far. You want to get it on your body. And then uh, if you're cool, normal, you wipe it down. If you're not, you just leave it there. You go to sleep, and then get all crusty in the morning. Um, but yes, uh, the best thing I can tell you is we. What most people do, we jizz on our stomachs, and we wipe it down with a paper towel, a Kleenex, toilet paper. Whatever is the most convenient for a man. Um, it, it's the same situation of when a guy comes on your tits, what do you do? Do you, you maybe wipe it off with a towel? That's fine, you know, you're going to wash it you wash that towel. Uh, but we don't fucking jizz on the floor or in our fucking beds, our Novilla mattresses, 10% off using promo code Shrizzy. Uh, that's just, uh, that's not, it's not good. You don't do that. That's bad. Uh, that's pretty, that's pretty fucked up. Congratulations. You played yourself. Uh, so don't want to do that shit. That's, that's freaking off the table. Do guys like their nipples to be licked slash sucked during sex? What? Um, just going with the fucking craziest questions here. Um, first of all, um, and so I'm going to talk about myself. First, I, I guess I should say that uh, every man is different. Uh, most, some men's nipples are more sensitive than the other, than the other man. We're all built different. Uh, God, God, God built, built us all different. I'm built different, but like y'all aren't built different. You know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Um, 
but yeah, for the most part, what I would, what I'm gonna say, see my, so yeah, every man's different, so every man's different. I've heard gay men like suck on your tits and uh, make you feel, play with your titties, make you feel like you're the only man in my life. You're, you're just it. Man proposes and God disposes. Um, but um, my uh, is actually very, very weird. My nipples actually apparently I'm I'm different. I am built different. You all know that. Uh, but uh, what I will say though is that my nipples don't get hard when it's like cold. Not like a sexual thing when it gets cold. I know women nipples get when when they're horny. You know, it's like ping or like yeah, I got a Costco card ping. But uh, yeah, mine don't get hard. Like a lot of my my guy friends are like, yeah, my nips get hard. Um, my nips get hard, and, uh, it was just, like, cold ass, not, like, a horny thing or whatever, uh, but, like, I'm, like, I didn't know that guy's nipples got hard, I'm, like, mine don't, you know, it's just, like, it's just not a thing, not a thing, but, uh, some guys like it, uh, will, I will say, though, fellas, this is for the fellas out there, uh, if you're a little chubby, um, I'm not one to shame you on that, but, I, I will say that uh, the bisexual women, if you hook up with a bisexual woman, she may grab your titties. And especially if she was with a woman before you and, like, had a serious relationship with a woman before you, uh, it's just kind of muscle memory. She'll just grab your tits and hold on to them. And it's not like a turn on. You just see it happening and you just let it slide uh, because it's kind of funny. Um... That that's a true thing. Uh, but do you guys like those nipples, lip and sack? I'm gonna speak for the majority of men here, and I want to say um, that we we rather like for men. I really do feel like for the most part with men, like like women like to be touched all over, and like that's cool. Like you know, women have more more stuff. Uh, but for guys, like all you have to do is touch his dick. Like it's just 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 hang out on the dick. Don't go to the nipples. Uh, we, we, we don't, we don't care about that shit, you know, just, just for the most part, we, yeah, we don't care, we don't give a shit, we do not give a shit. This is the type of guy you get. Um, so, who's a famous person that you hate, but you have no real reason to hate them? Um, okay, uh, I, on top of my head, I like Megan Trainer. I fucking hate Megan Trainer. And, you know, and people are going to be like, you hate her because she's a woman. You hate her because she's not super skinny. None of that's the problem I have with her. I like Lizzo. She's fat. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not scared to say that on the internet. Lizzo's fat. I'm not scared to say that. She's a really good musician, though. I will say that. She's really good at music. And I, I really do uh, like her for that. Um, But, no, Megan Trainer, like, she's a, first of all, like, I don't think she's a bad singer. Like, I don't think she's a bad musician, or anything like that, so that's not really the case. It's the music she releases, and typically, if you're an artist, the music you release, and you have to create, like, your persona, and, like, that's your personality around the music you release, and that's just the normal thing I would say that most people do. Uh, but, yeah, she's, like, I just think her songs are bad. All about that bass was kind of funny for a minute, but, like, her songs are bad. I could have my Gucci on, I could wear my Louis Vuitton, but even with nothing on, I made you look like... That song's not good. That's not good. It's like this whole, like, 60s pop vibe, but modern, and and the lyrics really don't have no substance. Like, 
Oh, I could wear name brand products, but if I was naked, I would still make you look. I'm like, what the fuck is that? She's like, like that was clearly in. You know, I want. I want to talk about this, like TikTok songs, like just a lot of record labels, and you know, people like they're very much like wanting artists to make songs that'll be like a hit on TikTok and a viral sound and to be used on TikTok because that creates revenue and shit like that. Which I get. I get the idea behind it, and I'm not shaming that idea. But, like, me as an artist, I would always say, hey, I want to write the song. I want to write a good song. But if it becomes viral on TikTok and you think you have that possibility, I'm totally fine with that. But I don't want to be writing songs just so they can be TikTok trends. I want to write songs that I think are good and you think are good, too. And that's my problem with Megan Trainor. She's just, right. Like, right now, I bet all her songs are just going to be, like, TikTok TikTok nonsense, and no offense to some people, like, was it, it's not, was it Thundercat? That's his name, right? He's like, nobody move, there's blood on the floor. You know, he has that song, that's, that's kicking off, you know, and other artists, you know, have had that too, but I don't think they wrote that with the sole intent of doing that. That's another thing I just really don't like about Megan Trainer. Um, other artists, other people I don't like, um, I wouldn't say I don't like, but there's some people I get, like, an off vibe from too like there's something something weird going on i don't like mr beast i don't hate him but i think mr beast like something's going on and i'm just getting a the vibes i'm getting off like you know the read i'm getting from him something's going on with him and it's it's not good folks i do not see it as being very good um so uh definitely uh take charge about that um but Overall, yeah, no. Megan Trainer, uh, 100%. I just think she's a bad... I, I just don't... And I don't think she's a bad thing. Like, her, as a musician, I'm like, it's fine. But, like, I just think the music she makes is just utter garbage. And I don't see the appeal of it. And when I see someone who's a Megan Trainer fan, like, that is a red flag, fellas. If she's into Megan Trainer, let's do it. Like, and can we stop using her song on TikTok? Because I'm tired of hearing that shit. For the most part. That's, uh, you know. This is the type of guy you get. So, just, you know. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. Does it feel funny to sneeze when you have a nose ring? Um, I will say this, though. Um, I have a nose ring. And really, for the most part, I don't feel like it's that noticeable. Like, people don't see me as, like, oh, the guy with the nose ring. You know, they don't see that. They just see me. And, like, they're like, oh, yeah, you do have a nose ring. You know, it's not like, I don't. I think I, the way I wear it, not that noticeable. I thought my mom was going to hate my nose ring when I got it. I showed up, and she didn't say anything, and I was really surprised, but she secretly hates it uh, because she told my brother. My brother wanted to get his ears pierced, and she had a fucking fit, apparently. And he's not told me the story, and his ears aren't pierced, so I might be I might be doing that for Thanksgiving. We may be piercing his ears. Uh, not me, though. I'm not going to fucking get his ears infected and shit like that. We're not doing that. But it does feel funny when you sneeze and your nose ring. But, like, I would just say when I first got it pierced, because it took, like, it was really, because the actual piercing, you know, it was obviously, like, trauma, but, you know, but I didn't really have any problem with the pain of it. It was more afterwards when I got it pierced, where, like, there was a little bit of swelling, you know, and, like, you know, you touched it and it was a little, little sore, too, and they're like, you gotta clean it out with, uh, white dove soap that's what they told me it was like this white dove soap it was like this very specific brand of dove soap and i was like okay and i just used my normal i i have a 
I use skin. I'm a skincare man. I don't have no shame in it. Uh, lady's like, I love a man who does skincare. Like, no, you don't. You want, you want, you want a guy who has not, definitely don't want me. I'm like, you want me, you know how long it takes me to get my hair to look like this? You really want that man? Uh, I'm built different though. Anyways, though, yeah, so, yeah, like, picking my, you know, like, getting your boogers out of your nose. We're, we're all picking our fucking noses, you know? We're not, we're not. Well, I blow it out and gently toss it into the trash. No, you're fucking not. You gotta dig in there and pick it. That's the only way you get that shit out. And it's okay. And it's okay to do that. Uh, the problem is, is when, uh, the problem is when, uh, how you dispose of it. Doesn't matter how you get the booger out of your nose, it's, it's about how you dispose of it. Eating that shit? Uh, uh, dude, that, that, okay, that is pretty gross. But anyways, though, does it... You know, Sonny, sneeze. No, after, you know, I've had this, I got it like 2018. Yeah, that was because it was a, ch- a chick got me to pierce my nose. So I'm just going to say that. And no, I just like it. So I'm just like, that's how you do things in life. Uh, but yeah, no, um, nowadays, no. It's only really a problem when, like, you're trying to pick your nose or whatever. And then sometimes, like, you get a blackhead, a weird blackhead on it, like, in a weird area. And you have to get around it. And if you push on it too much or really sleep on it wrong, it can be a little sore. I think you always get to squeeze it and get a little, get a little, like, pus coming out of it. Pretty cool. Uh, but for the most part, like, does it feel funny when you sneeze? Not really. Um, honestly, I don't really feel it at all unless it's, like, actually touched or, like I said, I sleep on it wrong and it gets a little sore. Uh, besides that, yeah, it's not really that big of a deal. So, uh, if you're thinking about getting your nose pierced, uh, go ahead and do it. You look cool. But, like, the, the bars, you know, the one... That goes to both nostrils. I just have a little ring on the side for those of you who've never seen my face. Uh, but you know, I just have a little one on the side. But, you know, the septum piercing, like, that's a red flag for some men. So be careful about that. Uh, don't be stingy. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. Hmm, okay. Here's another one. Why are tattoos a sin? Okay. So, yeah, no. Basically, yeah, I grew up with a lot of it. I don't have any tattoos because, I, I mean... I'm going to get some, but, like, I just, I don't have any right now. I think I'm, like, trying to get some. The only problem is they cost money and stuff like that. So I have one I actually really do want to get, but I have to find an artist to do it. So if you're an artist um, and you want to give me a tattoo, and uh, I'll pay you. I'd, I'd prefer to, uh, prefer not to, you know, drain my bank account for some small tattoos every once in a while, you know. Um like that, so, you know, I grew up Christian, so very much, uh, there were, like, some people were like, tattoos are sins, and then once, like, Christian metal started being a thing, we're like, you know, tattoos aren't a sin, uh, and so, like, that, there was, like, this whole debate about it, and, like, there's some, I, like, I'm pretty sure my mom even still thinks tattoos are sins, and, like, there'll be people, who, like, she goes to church with, and they have Christian tattoos, and she probably is like, ugh, this is still a sin, it's like, well, it's cool that you have it, but I don't, I'm like, okay, okay, mother, um, but anyways, so, the real issue with, I guess, tattoos, and when you don't want to talk about it, like, how are tattoos a sin, I believe, I put my notes, Leviticus 19.28, Old Testament, so, all the Jews know me, ye, ye, uh, I was like, I was gonna say yay for a second, I'm like, Kanye, uh, ye shall not make any cuttings in your flesh for the dead, nor print any marks upon you. I am the Lord. So that's Leviticus 19.28. Uh, 
basically, and basically, if you want to get really into technical details, I believe, if you want to go culturally at the time when, you know, this verse was written, because that's what the problem with people have. Like, there's a, there's a cultural thing and the time period when things were written. And that's the problem with people who really take the Bible literally, is that they don't really think about the time the thing was written. They're like, this should apply to how things are right now. And I'm like, okay, uh, don't don't be don't be dumb, okay? Um, that's my hole. That, that's where it spits. But yeah, but so when you talk about like tattoos, when they were talking about ta- like what they thought were tattoos uh, back in Leviticus, which uh, if you believe in Jesus, you know he took out the old laws, now into the new laws or whatever. Um, it was basically these tattoos or markings you would put on your body. Uh, you know, they were basically for rituals and for markings for like false idols and false gods and stuff like that. It was all for like false, like idol worship and shit like that. Uh, which, you know, and I, and I get that to a point where it's like, you know, you're putting this on your skin. There'll be people who put like, uh, get the weirdest fucking tattoo on their bodies and too. I'm like, why did you put that on your body? And then the people who get face tattoos. Why did you tattoo your face? Like I'm, I'm a, I am a strict believer. I'm like I'm never gonna tattoo my face. Uh, Mad at me one day. I'm just fucking cobra on the side of my face, and shit like that. So uh, I think that's generally why people believe tattoo is a sin. But um, but then you talk about it in modern day, it's more like I want to put artwork on my body and stuff like that. And a lot of people do get like a lot of Christian tattoos and stuff like that, which is cool. I mean, like you know, do, you do you. And then some people get like. I want to get a tattoo of Reptar from Rugrats because my mom didn't like me watching Rugrats as a kid. And uh, that's a whole can of worms that I want to get into that uh, you probably have not gotten into yet. So um, uh, you be you, you be, I be me. I want to get a, I want to get a, the one I am trying to get, I'm trying to find an artist for currently uh, is for like a stack of pancakes because my dad liked pancakes. And I was like, oh, it makes me think of my dad. Shit like that. So my mom, so like my mom can hate it and then uh, feel bad for hating it because that makes me laugh and shit like that. But anyways, are tattoos a sin? No, unless you're getting uh, unless you are getting it for rituals and false idol markings. If it's just art and you know you're just putting shit on your skin that makes you feel better about how you look, it's not a big deal. So uh, don't be don't be stingy. Come on, Mark, don't be stingy, and you'll be fine. Don't worry about it. If you identify as either a conservative or a progressive, do you literally believe those on the other end of the political spectrum are evil or stupid, even though those on each side number in tens of millions? Okay. Uh, I generally, can I get generally fall on, like, because, because I generally think, and I saw this on election day, and I really do try to go with this. I don't really vote for someone, because people voted for Trump, like, as if, like, he was a god among men. I don't think about politicians like that. I because people were thinking like, "Who want to elect my next savior?" I'm like, "No." Basically, what you're doing is you gotta you gotta choose people you're voting for, as if you're like getting a bus to a specific location. Whereas, like, yeah, this doesn't get me where I need to go, but it's gonna get me close enough. And you always want to vote on the idea of close enough. Like, if I live in Pennsylvania, I would have voted for John Fetterman. I have no shame in that. I would vote for John because he he was funny on the internet. And uh, I realize now that I'm following him on TikTok, and I'm like, I don't know if it's going to be funny anymore because he's not just harassing Dr. Ross. Um, but, yeah, so I guess I fall on the left side just because a lot of policies 
I believe in, you know, I believe in, like, gay rights, you know, or the LGBT, you know, I feel that I want women to be able to have control of their body regardless, even though, like, I'm, I'm a man, and, you know, I'm talking to people, or, like, I think abortion is murder. I'm like, I don't think abortion is murder. I, I don't, you know, I've seen fetuses. Those things are not human. They're, those are aliens. They look like aliens. They look like monsters until they become actual babies. Even actual babies, once they're actual, actually born, are, like, kind of monsters, to be honest with you. It takes a couple months once they get fat. they got to fatten up. Drink that titty milk. they got to fatten up. Uh, and I always want to vote against racist policies, and especially because in Missouri they had, like, a amendment of, like, should, te- should, like, areas be forced to fund police and stuff like that? I'm like, no, because I don't believe we should be, I mean, there's... Like, someone's having a mental health crisis. Like, a social worker is going to be better than a guy with a gun who's what's the who's just trigger-happy, you know? Um, so, and stuff like that. So, like, you know, people think about the other sides. Uh, you know, and I just say, like, you know, the old LGBT rights I'm very passionate about. Uh, you know, I don't think black people should be killed by police officers, and I don't really like police as a white person to begin with because they really just... You know, they patrol poor people and they really try to steal money from poor people and just do a lot of fucking shit. Um, and also, um, you know, I grew up Christian and to be honest with you, Jesus was a socialist. I'm sorry if that offends you as a fucking white alpha male. Uh, sorry, beta male. Beta, sorry, alpha. Beta, alpha. Um, but uh, Jesus was a socialist and uh, it's time to fucking grow up and remember that and stuff like that. So... And I think in a lot of times, like, I don't see people as conservatives, progressive, unless they make that their personality and shit like that. But it comes to a point where it's like, I can't, I'm not going to argue with you about why you need to be a good person. Like, I'm not going to argue about why you should be a good person. Like, that shit, you know, and I fall, call me a liberal all you want, fucking comments, but... Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it, like, I'm not gonna argue with you on why you should be a good person. Hey, you don't want kids being shot and murdered in a school, and you wanna argue me on that? I'm not gonna argue with you on why you should be a good person. That's not, um, this show is an hour and a half usually, hour and a half plus, um, and I talk about nonsense. And the nonsense of having a conversation with you saying that, arguing with you why you should be a good person, and be like, Hmm, maybe kids shouldn't be murdered in school. Okay, well, I guess I shouldn't have this bazooka anymore. Like, I'm not going to have that argument with you. We're done. We're, we're done. No more arguing about that with you. All right, last question of the evening. We're going to end it. That was, that was kind of a rant, but I want to end it here. I want to end it with this question. Why do boys, when they get abused by older women, they almost see it as a good experience? When the genders are reversed, girls clearly label it as abuse in the traumatic experience. That is it. That it is. Okay. Um, so I, I do want to say, I'm going to start off saying, regardless of, of, in this situation when we talk about regardless of it, it's, it's abuse and it's bad. And I have to say it's bad and stuff like that. Even if, like, the teen boy and the hot teacher, like, he was like that. But the thing, it, it's, thing is, the, the differences, and I think it talks about, like, when men get abused versus women. Like, I think a woman was, like, getting a little too handsy with me, like, a week or so ago. And I'm like, okay. Uh, the difference is, like, 
and this this goes where like man, unless it's like small boys, we're not talking about. That. I'm talking about like I'm thinking you're talking to this question about how it's like a like a teenager and like a hot teacher or a hot woman, older woman, you know, and she's like taking these boys virginity. That's how I. That's what I'm thinking about what you're talking about. Um, so when it's, if you, if you do it like that, it's like the boys, boys want to have sex and like that stuff. Like, you know, this hot older lady who wants to have sex with them. It's like, this is awesome. She's awesome. I can't believe she's doing this. And like, this is awesome. And you learn all these cool things. It's awesome. Well, then like the reverse, you're like an older man teaching a young girl about it. You're like, yeah. And I think, and I always do think, uh, when I talk about it is like women, you know, it, it, Men are just, you know, built differently. I know it's a joke, but, like, usually built taller, stronger, and stuff like that. And they could really just, like, take advantage of women, and women really have no control of the situation. Uh, but when men do it, it's like, even, like, a teenage boy versus, like, an older lady, like, he could probably, he could probably, if, like, if it's a real abuse situation, it's pretty bad. So, I, technically, I would say, you know, it's more consensual, Though, you know, it's an underage person. You know, it's consensual with an underage person. So, grand assault area there, you know, obviously. So, you don't want to be too weird in regards to that. But, like, you know, like, you know, it's like I was 15. this hot, like, 30-year-old wanted to fuck me. I was like, I'm down for this shit. Like, as a 15-year-old, I'm down for it. Uh, is it ethically right for her? Because it's wrong for her, like, to be, like, trying to do, like, 15-year-olds. It's wrong for her, but, like... When you're 15, you don't know better. And so it, it's just that different situation. And so, you know, and just like, even like as like a 15-year-old boy, you could probably, if she's really getting bad with you, you could probably like, you'd probably beat the shit out of her and be fine. That's the thing. Like women don't always have that opportunity. And that's why it's different. Still wrong, but it's different. And uh, so regardless, don't do it. It's bad, okay? Um, Man proposes and God disposes. And with that all being said, uh, thank you for tuning into this episode of Cancel Sweezy 101. Cancel Sweezy 101. It's been a fun, it's been a fun fucking time. Uh, better known as the Lord's trademark favorite podcast. Uh, do not, do, do not, do not forget. Do not forget. Do not forget playing with Jacob Gapsh in Columbia, Missouri at Rose Music Hall on November 23rd, 8 p.m. I want to see people there and having a good time. Uh, and my cover of Last Christmas is out now. Uh, over on Spotify, Apple Music, Title, Deezer, Deez Nuts, uh, Amazon, YouTube. It's out there, all there, everywhere. If you listen to music, so you better go check that shit out. Uh, Twitch.tv slash the Shweezy. I'm getting ready to start the new Pokemon game whenever I can get my greasy fucking hands on it. Uh, our Patreon page is a great way to financially support us uh, as a tip jar. And the free shit, if you're on our audio-only platforms, make sure you go check out our YouTube page. Uh, and check out the YouTube page so we can see the highlights and leave us a comment, give us your thoughts and all that shit. And then if you're on the audio only platforms, give us a five, four, three, two, or one star review. So, uh, remember man proposes and God disposes. Honk if you love butt drugs and stay awesome.
You just finished a full episode of Cancel Sweezy. You are now one of the smartest individuals who will ever exist in our world. Uh, if you like that episode, make sure you subscribe, whether you're watching this show or listening to the show, make sure you subscribe. That way you get notified whenever we release full new episodes as well. And if you're on YouTube, smash that bell button. That way you get notified anytime we make a post over here on YouTube. Uh, honk if you love butt drugs and uh, yeah, stay awesome.